What is up? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, Randy. There's a lot of people in the world, and all of those people are a potential source of wisdom and knowledge. Wouldn't it are be you t- are you saying <laughs> are you saying there's eight billion people smarter than me? <laughs> oh, I didn't think of it like a diss like that. No, I was just saying like we could you well maybe potentially right. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know all eight billion people. But we could re- we could use those people to better ourselves and to learn from others, right? Theoretically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can we learn from others? And this quick fix, hopefully you will, will give you tips to find out how to do so. And maybe you can start bettering yourself by using those resources that exist all around you in the human community. I'm Danny. I'm here with Randy. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, Danny? All right. So this is going to be a short episode. I'll start. Um, my first one is read about other people's lives and perspectives. And I think the perspectives part is important too, because I think, you know, we have like so many biographies, philosophies. I mean, just even like, just like, you know, you know, personal narratives, all these different ways of writing and telling our stories and they exist out there and you can access them. And I think actually using that resource, reading about other people's lives, reading about their stories, finding out their perspective, it's such a great way to learn from their mistakes their successes, their failures, their experiences. I mean, literally, you know, we forget how common the human experience is, I think. And when you start reading, you start seeing like all these connections and ways that you can just improve your life and learn from others, I think, without actually having to even interact with them. Literally, you do through the page, you know? Yeah, that's a great one. I love reading biographies. And one thing that I picked up on once I started reading biographies was a lot of the people who we think are like the most successful people, (laughs) They literally endured through the most hellish childhood that you could possibly imagine. Like their life was terrible. And then during that terrible, they made a decision that they're going to improve their life. And that's what they did. And I think that's something for me personally, that was something huge that I learned from a lot of biographies that I read is like a lot of these people that we how they get so successful. They're so lucky. Gosh, why doesn't that happen to me? And it's like, you would not wish this childhood upon yourself or anyone you no. knew because it was terrible. So yeah, that's a great one. I'm glad you actually mentioned that too. Cause like, you know, also thinking like the Stoics, like, you know, you had slaves, some of them were slaves. I mean, you know, you had, I just mentioned them before, before we started recording, like Nietzsche had a horrible life. Like I think you, you realize that not all their lives were great. We emphasize that. And then, you know, we forget that like they really did endure a lot. So, you know, it takes a lot to be great yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So my first one is be humble. And this is one that I struggle with all the time because I have this perception that I'm smart. And so then it's like, oh, I'm always right. You know, so this is one that I struggle with so much because I'm like, oh, I clearly know the answer. How could I don't have to listen to them? What they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And so like I struggle with this all the time because I think that I'm intelligent. But actually, you know, every time I catch myself doing that, I'm like, well, that's I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but that's kind of a sign of low intelligence, not even giving the other person the time of day and thinking that you have all the answers. And actually uh, being like being humble enough to learn from somebody else, like because it's it's easy to teach someone else, at least that's the way that I see it. But learning from someone else, you almost have to be in that place of, oh, I don't know it all. And like Socrates said, all I know is I don't know, but actually it's easy to say that, but it's another completely different thing to actually act that to, to be that, Oh, I don't know. So I'm going to open up to whatever you have to say. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think that's why, you know, a lot of people call Socrates like the great ironist, right? Because he was like really smart, but also very humble in a way, but kind of not also. It's kind of weird. You know, he had that. But yeah, you're right. I think I think it is It's really hard to kind of think of ourselves as not on that pedestal as not. No, I have the same problem. I think I know way more than I probably do. And it makes me also just like close my ears and not pay attention to people or not even listen when they, they might have a better approach or just a faster way of doing something or just, you know, we don't have all the experience. I think that's such a good one. And being humble, I think, works really well. With my my second one, which is listen, actually listening to others, which, again, I struggle with all the time. Um, I think it's one of the hardest things for some reason is actually like hearing what somebody else is saying and not assuming you know what they're saying if you know what i mean that i struggle well, with all the time i listening is a good one and a lot of people say like it's important to listen and listen so like what does that actually mean listening oh that's a good question i think it means hearing you know obviously hearing the words they're saying and hearing the reasons they're giving for it and then trying to understand the perspective from which they're they're actually presenting the information Putting yourself in their shoes. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It works. Yeah. Letting it through, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like uh, if uh, I think it was Lincoln or maybe his, one of his wives or something like that said that, you know, if you were in their shoes, you'd be doing the same exact thing as them. So don't judge them. Yeah. Doing what they're doing. And that's a good yeah, way to look at it. Yeah. So try when you're listening, trying to see it from their perspective. That's a great one. Uh, my next one is for how to learn from others is actually create a human laboratory. And I'm not talking about a laboratory with humans and test tubes. What I'm talking about is <laughs> I learned this from the magic of thinking big, but basically like we mentioned earlier, there's 8 billion people in the world. Yeah. So, and there are really great examples of what you want to do and really bad examples of what you want to do. So in your own life, from people that you know, whatever you want to do, be, or have, find the best example of that and the worst example of that. So for me, how I use this initially was in terms of making money. And I looked at who's the person that I know that's the best at making money and who's the person that I know that's the worst at making money. And I use those as examples. And I said, I want to become more like the person who's the best at it and less like the person who's the worst at it. And so I just started picking out things that they did and ways that they handled money and ways that they handled themselves. And I was like, well, if they're doing this and this is working, then I should probably try and start doing this. And if they're doing this and it isn't working, well, I should probably avoid doing that. And it actually was really helpful for finding out ways at work, especially if you have like multiple models on, on both ends, because then you can say, what are the people who are really good, multiple people doing that's the same? And what are bad people doing who's the same so then you can have really good modeling of it i really yeah i really like that one because you know people always tell you to focus on like you know you look at the people that are doing really well at something and, and try and act like them or try to model their behavior or whatever but they always forget that you know you also have all these examples of failure and sometimes it's people who are really successful that fail at something they might be really good at you know one thing and terrible in other parts of their lives and we kind of don't see that when we like, you know, also idolize, I think, certain traits. So I like that because I think you're getting a balance and you're also kind of reminding yourself also of what to avoid while you're trying to also, you know, turn towards certain things and succeed. I think that's a really good way of thinking of it. Yeah. 
And you're like reading my mind. That works really well with my last one too, which is I think we need to model our character traits and habits on others. And what I mean by that is like, find the character traits that you think will work for you by finding those models in the world, the examples, and then seeing what they do, what kind of habits do they have to cultivate these and to maintain these character traits over time and then trying to adopt them. Because I think that's the hard part. We, we're, we're good at sort of usually recognizing, like, oh, that person you know, works hard or that person communicates well, but we're bad at seeing how they maintain it over time because we like to think that they're just naturally gifted. But the reality is, is everyone has to do work to keep up to a certain level and to surpass that level. And so we're, we're failing to see that. And I think this helps remind us to look for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause we are good at kind of copying what other people are doing. Uh, yeah. I know, I know it's not the right reference of it, but the mirror neurons, neurons we have in the brain where like when other people are happy, we feel happy and everything like that. I think it also somewhat works when other people are doing things, we can copy that a lot better because we have this primal pathway within ourselves. And if we find the right people to model, then yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I think it's a good reference for the mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my last one is kind of following the same line here is actually choose your five. So we've all been told that we're the sum total of the five people we spend the most time with. And I like I like to extrapolate upon that a little bit. Is that I don't think it's only the five human people that we spend the time with, but I think also the five thought leaders that we may encounter <laughs> the most. So you know, if if you're spending all your time on, we'll say like Fox News or ABC <laughs> or something like that, yeah. those are going to be your five because those are the five people. They <laughs> may not be physical people you're with, but those are the five thought leaders you're spending the most time with. Whereas if you're say like reading biographies, reading books, listening to motivational materials, stuff like that, you might have a different five people. So uh, for me personally, or what I wanted to say about this is actually choose your five. Instead of it letting it be something that happened to you, like a lot of people are like, well, you, you always got to watch the news or, you know, <laughs> yeah. I grew up, I grew up in this town. My family's in this town. So clearly my friends from middle school are the only people I'm going to ever be friends with. So like all of these things, instead of letting it happen to you, actually being more intentional about it and choosing it because realizing the five people or thought leaders that you spend the most time around, that's who you're going to become. So like it or not, birds of a feather flock together. So you get to choose. It's up to you. And uh, yeah, taking the responsibility to actually choose people who you would want to end up like. Yeah, you made so many good points. I think like identifying the people that you actually want to end up like. being responsible for yourself, making choices, not letting it be a passive activity or a passive thing that just happens to you, but actually recognizing that like everything in your life is up to you. If you're intentional and you make choices and you're, you know, you're proactive. So I think that's like, yeah, it's crucial. And you're right. I think whether you like it or not, you know, whoever we hang out with and whatever we engage with a lot, I'm glad you mentioned too, like the news and stuff, like all that affects us, whether we know it or not, you know, and you listen to people parrot you know, they're the arguments and ideas said by these people on TV and stuff. It's like, they're obviously influencing your, your beliefs. Like you're obviously affected by that. So you should be making a choice about how you're thinking and your attitude and your mindset. And I think, yeah, this is a good one. Should be your own person basically and make those choices. Nice. So that's it in a nutshell, how to learn from others. Hopefully all you can learn now, because you know, you have these tips 
at your disposal. You can hopefully learn a little bit from us as we keep learning in this process. We'll be back later with a full-length episode. Check us out on YouTube. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, share. It helps us out a lot. And until then, though, later, Andy. Later, Danny. <laughs>